All right, everybody, welcome back to the Is It That Bad podcast. Um, things are going to be a little different today. We're talking um, with somebody today. It's not just uh, me on here. And this dude is one of the best dudes that I've ever met. He's one of my best friends and actually one of the, he's literally the very first person I met once I moved back to Kentucky. Uh, and we'll kind of talk about that too. So this is a big one. Uh, first one with anybody and hopefully it's a good one. So today we are talking to Kyle Nunn. It's going to be a good one. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this all week. <laughs> so yeah, man, like, uh, this is going to be different for me. I don't really know how to do this, so. We're going to figure this out together, but, uh, yeah, we can just kick it by the wood stove, man. It's, dude, we got it's, a great bed of coals your on this. garage is, I'm fucking jealous, man. I, I've worked very hard <laughs> at it. There's 10 stages put into this. It's, I can tell. It's been a work in progress and, and still not perfection, but man, we're vibing in here. It's, it's, it's nice. And for all of you guys that can't see it, there's like a really nice wood stove in here that's, uh, Doing some good work and getting it pretty toasty in here, so. And what better than for a couple chimney sweeps to sit by the wood stove? <laughs> Fair enough. And Fair yeah, enough. you wouldn't even know Chimneyland if it had not been for me coming into your sister's house. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, on that fateful day of uh, her learning about her chimney, actually she wouldn't know shit. She didn't know shit. You're right. <laughs> she might still not know shit if you had not been sitting on the couch. That's true, man. That's true. Like, <laughs> I had literally been in town less than a week. Like, legit. Oh, I didn't know it was that short. Yeah. yeah. Like, I had come home. I dropped off all my shit at my parents' house. And then I came up here to hang out with my sister and like just kind of ended up staying for a little bit and that's when you guys came in and you still have that job <laughs> and sometimes i hate you for that chimney chimney yeah no man you know like we were just talking about this man we got a lot of good times out of that place um for sure. So good times is what you're about, bro. Like I am about this podcast because <laughs> it honestly takes me back into some of my memories, but being able to Fair visualize enough. yours Fair and enough. like, man, uh, it's, it's good. It's good. I like what you got going on here. It's fun, man. Like I know some of the episodes are less than, uh, stellar than some of the other ones you know obviously that charlie episode which by the way everybody who's donated to his mm. gofundme that's still really huge so i really do uh appreciate everybody getting in on that mm -hmm. but <clears throat> what was i saying you, that you're uh, actually quite a natural at this, <laughs> uh, and and your voice, man, like it's it's made for it. Maybe. I'm, I'm telling you what. Sometimes dude. I feel like I'm Terry Grossing it in here, you know, like <laughs> just putting people to NPR sleep. But no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Wait, should we do a, a any sort of like, you know, Blue Stallion? Hello. Oh yeah, yeah. Pulling one right. out of the cooler right now. You're right. So. Uh, as you guys always know, uh, check out bluestallionbrewing.com slash kegs. Uh, go see my buddy Corey. You can actually uh, drink in the tap room now, so that's oh, good sick. news. Uh, always uh, check out Sam's Etsy store at Small Mighty. Uh, you know, uh, she's been helping out a lot with uh, getting Charlie back in the groove of things, too. So um, definitely help her out. Uh, my buddy, um, Casey, uh, what is it, uh, web underscore acoustics, check out his homemade banjos and, uh, guitars, uh, that dude's killing it and just an excellent musician, so definitely check him out. Um, 
But yeah, thanks for reminding me to do that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm also going to crack you one. Uh, yeah. I'm good. Okay, he's good. I'm he's good, good right, I'm now. Good right I, now. I've tried to peer pressure him on air <laughs> that way. But I'm going to drink one. You definitely drink for one. For the Blue Stallion. You definitely drink one. Um, so we kind of chatted a little bit about not really what we were going to say, but kind of just like where we wanted to be with this. Some skeleton for the skin. Yeah, exactly. Um, one thing that came up was you uh, had mentioned what it's like being mm. a dad mm-hmm. to a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> girl dad. <laughs> girl dads, for sure. Hashtag uh, girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. So... For me, I know that it has completely and totally changed who I am. Mm -hmm. Like, I, as you've all heard from these stories, was a total shithead. Um, Definitely made my fair share of mistakes and was pretty rowdy doing it. Um... And like my brother and I were talking the other night about not losing our temper. And I was like, man, I'll tell you what I've been doing. I've been breathing and counting. Hell yeah. And I always thought that was bullshit until I started trying it. Because I used to just be a hothead. And I would just be like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Let's just fucking roll. And now, because of Eleanor, I find myself just being like, don't be a dickhead. You mm. have your daughter with you. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, my life has completely and totally changed. I'm sure that's, you know, you and everybody else who has kids. But I would say my life has totally changed for the better. And mm. I've got to be honest, I was scared about having a daughter at first. Were you? I don't know that I was scared about having a daughter necessarily. I was scared to have a child at all. Sure. Uh, and Nikki was, that's my wife. Um, <laughs> she was about it and I wasn't. And, you know, I kind of broke her heart and I reconsidered some things. So actually when I found out that we were going to have a child, um, I, I accepted that wholeheartedly, sure. you know, like I was like, let's embrace this. I want, I'm actually going to be excited to bring a child into this world, not because of the, you know, external circumstances of the world, but because she and I were going to be doing it together. And I, I don't know. I, I got a shout out to my wife right now. Like she, she's been a real powerhouse for the family. She's, she's carried us in a lot of ways and it's allowed me to go through some things that weren't easy to see about myself or know about myself that, you know, I don't know. It makes me face a lot of things about myself knowing, you know, when you're like, Hey, I gotta, I gotta, help raise this human, you know, like I got to teach him things. Like, what am I going to teach him? I got to change diapers. Yeah. Well, (laughs) that is a a scary feat sometimes when you've got green smudge all in it. I have a picture on my phone where it was basically like the first time that Alice was like, I'm going to leave you with the baby. Don't fuck up kind of thing. (laughs) And like the baby pooped so hard that, it shot out the back. It came around the front and shot up the top of the diaper. And like, I have a picture of just this like little plop of poop that's on her belly. And I'm like, I didn't know a kid could crap that hard that it was <laughs> legit come around to the front side and up around her stomach. But uh, that's a maximum PSI right dude, there, man. It was, I was. Those first few nights in the hospital, I was not prepared. I didn't get any sleep. Oh, God. And Alice handled it like a champ. Mm. Maybe because she was, you know, drugged up or whatever. That yeah, might yeah, that but, helps. Dude, I, I couldn't sleep. And every time they would bring the baby in and I got woke up, I was just like, 
this sucks. Like, I don't dig this at all. Like, mm. this sucks. But now, man, she's so awesome. She's getting ready to turn two in like five days. And it's the greatest thing in the world. It man. is, man. Now, to this point, at like, and I, and I think Eleanor's becoming a, 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 a great, like, age, you know, where you can really enjoy life with them. Dude, it sucked for a while. It, it was hard. I don't it think... Hard. I'm glad we're talking about this because I really don't feel like guys talk about it enough. Or people in general. Yeah. Mostly because, you know, like... I don't know. Well, you get the same Social. shit. You're never going to sleep again. Right. But I'm like, tell me the real shit. Mm-hmm. Tell me about pooping up the front of the diaper. <laughs> like, tell me Every about... Every crack and crevice, Tell me about... Man. Tell me about... Being so fucking tired and i can't even imagine how bad it was for our wives but i don't do well when i don't sleep oh I'm, me neither i'm a miserable dick but like nobody tells you about how you're going to have to handle yourself all they talk about is oh that's gonna suck or you know wait till they're this age or whatever but i'm like i remember being furious that I was awake not mad at the baby but just furious that I was awake and holding her and like yes the the joy that I felt holding her like it was such a conflict for me that I was like I'm so angry that I'm awake but I love this baby so much that like I can't stand it. I think that's where deep emotion comes from. It's like the great struggles of life. And a lot of what, is it that bad? I mean, like, dude, some of the stories you tell, I, one of the most recent ones I've listened to is the lightning on top of the mountain, dude. <laughs> I was there with you when you were telling me that, and that sounds like a scary fucking moment. Dude, I, I was scared, absolute shitless. I just, my brother laughing... I think was like the thing that scared me even more because like it was maniacal. Well, you know, like I just know that he's I don't know, man. It was like it just freaked me out that much more that he was just like ha, 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 you know, like <laughs> laughing at me, cussing my ass off. But like it, I don't know, man. It was just it was uh yeah, that was good times. But one of the most traumatic things in this life can be bringing a child into it. And yes, like you said, we're not our wives. Uh, and that is different for them, for sure. But, like, it's still pretty traumatic as a family to go through childbirth. Yeah. I remember being in the hospital going, like, oh, dude. So she got rushed to an emergency C-section. And, and I'm, like, she's writhing in pain, right? She's just, the whole hospital hears Nikki just <laughs> wailing, man. And I'll spare the details of why. Yeah, but. Sure. They were like, emergency C-section, let's go now. Okay, so everybody's rushing out the door. I barely know what's happening. We've been in labor for 16 hours and trying to give naturally, no no uh, stick in the back, nothing like that. Fuck that. Yeah, well, you know, things didn't go according to plan. So yeah. we're, she's rushed to the surgical room and... and they told me to sit in this room by myself. <laughs> they were like, here, you sit in here, scrub up. We're going to take care of business for a while. We'll let you know when to come in. So I'm there with my thoughts yeah. in this moment of like, is everything okay? Is everything going to be all right? No, I don't know. This is horrible, man. Same thing happened to us, man. Alice was in there forever. Did they... So like our room had like this like bed that basically was like a transformer like she was uh -huh. laying down in it and then all of a sudden they turned it into like a chair yeah the like stirrups like, are coming out not and... even that no like full of like this lazy boy that i'm sitting <laughs> in, they converted the bed into this thing and she's like sitting there and she's like this is the most unnatural thing ever but like the baby's heart rate kept dropping every time she would have contractions so it was like they were like setting her up for, I don't know, man. I'm not a fucking doctor. Yeah, but, right. Uh, anyways, yeah, same shit happened to us. Emergency C-section. And then the doctor's like, do you want to like look? And I was like, 
Fuck yeah, I do, man. Oh, no. I, I, like, went around there, and I was, like, no, no, full-blown no. insides, dude. I could see it all. He's like, no. check this out. And you like, I've got, <laughs> I got pictures of it. Alice hates this shit. But I got, like, pictures of the doctor holding up her insides. I'm, like, in there. No. Pictures of shit. <laughs> she was. But even better than that, she the whole time she's like, I'm dying. Oh, no. So, like, they had already given her, like, an epidural. And then when she went in to go have the surgery, they gave her, like, some whatever the laughing gas not even la- like they they numbed her from like her neck right, down, right like gone so she was like it feels like my tongue <laughs> is falling over my throat and i can't breathe oh no. <laughs> so like yes i'm trying to like talk to her and like the guy that gave her the shit he's like over there like chatting with nurses and he's like you're fine and she's getting pissed and so like all of this shit was going on and then like as all of that's going on, the doctor's like cutting and like doing all this shit. And I'm just like, it was a fucking whirlwind, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was some crazy shit, but mm-hmm. yeah, man. Childbirth. We, yeah, that's, that's, um, that's some crazy shit for the mother and the father. Yeah. I guess the nurses are just numb to it, you know, like Dude, they were see laughing. that shit all so, the time. <laughs> the, I did catch some nurses off guard, so... You know me, I've got like 9 million cameras, right? And so I brought my regular camera and then I have this old school Polaroid that you can like program to say things. So like you can program it to say cheese or smile or whatever. Well, I had taken it to like a Halloween party and I had programmed it to say, smile, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) So... I'm trying to take a picture with this Polaroid and my wife's holding our brand new daughter and there's nurses walking by and they just hear, smile, motherfucker. <laughs> and they like looked in the room and they're just like, what the fuck is wrong with these people? I'm just like, I got nothing. They're like, oh, <laughs> these people had a baby. Great. Yeah, they're like, Jesus, they're probably going to name it Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, <laughs> Code Red. <laughs> But yeah, man, having a girl, that's, I I was legit worried because I didn't know how I was going to react. Like, I didn't know if I was going to be cool about having a daughter. Like, if I was going to be like, oh, it's my daughter, got to protect her, you know, like. Yeah. Or if I was, like, I feel like I. Felt like I was gonna be different with a boy than a girl. For Turns sure. Out, I'm not. Oh, you're not. How do you know? You don't have a boy. Well, what I do know is I let my daughter do crazy shit, like go down her slide face first, oh. and I don't even think twice about it. You okay. know, like I'm just. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah you're not like gender rolling or I'm not, anything. I'm not you're just like, man. huh? I'm not coddling. No, there's no reason, but. I will say that, like, well, and I don't know what it's like having a boy, but it has made me gentler. You know, I'm, I'm for sure way more like affectionate Dude, than I, I, I could imagine myself being. The wheels on the bus, like six times a day. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I get it. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I love it though. It's, it's really been. I love it too. Are is she gonna know all the stupid shit? That you've done. Are you going to... Yeah, man. Yeah. You think so? You think mm-hmm. you'll be just like blunt, honest with her? Not when she's like six years old, but like, <laughs> you know, like I, I've been, I, I give this a lot of thought because like everybody's always like, your daughter is so gorgeous. Like her eyes are so gorgeous. You're going to have so much trouble with mm-hmm. her. And I'm like, man, dating is just a part of life. Everybody does it. Like, I can't be a dickhead about this right. just because she's a girl. But what I can do is be like, when you're going off to college or, you know, I know she's probably, if she's anything like me, she's going to fuck around and drink beer in high school if I had to guess. At least at some point <laughs> in time. So, I know she's going to try things and I just have to be honest. Like, I, I don't want to, like, we... I mean, I know I'm a little older than you, but not that crazy amount. I'm 32. 
So I'm 39. So, you know. Six family. years, yeah. yeah. So we went through like Just Say No. I think I'm Dare. 32. I don't, <laughs> I don't wait. Hold I on. only know Am that I'm I? 39 because I'm like, fuck, next year I turn 40. Oh, well, yeah. I was just thinking like my sister's six years older than me. So I don't, yeah, yeah I could see where she's maybe thinking like, oh, shit, 40's around the corner. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just... uh I guess I'm just not worried about telling her the truth. Like I said, we grew up during that just say no and dare shit yeah. where they like tried to scare you into everything. But if somebody had been honest and be like, hey, guess what? The first time you drink half a fifth of vodka, you're going to throw up on yourself. Like, like I wish somebody would have just been honest with me instead of being like, oh, well, if you drink, you die. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, I know that shit can happen too, but like, they, they just weren't honest. And what I want to tell her is like, don't take drinks from dudes. Smoking weed is really not that bad. I would prefer that you not. You know, I'd prefer you like get your shit together first. But, you know, like. I hear you. I just introduced my 13-year-old niece to marijuana in my cabinet. You know, I'm like. She had already mentioned the last time I saw her, her friends like smoke and oh, and gotcha. shit, you know, and and she showed some apprehension to it. I know she's not into it herself, which I'm very like I'm happy that she's not, sure. you know, altering her mind so young. But I did want her to know that like responsible people can, you know what I mean? Like, and it's okay. Your uncle Kyle does. Uh, hopefully, she still sees me like an angel that I am. And see, like, but. I get that. I think for me, that's still too young. I think I would tell her, like, at that point, I would just be like, "Look, your dad has done some dumb stuff. One of which was he's tried things. I don't recommend it. Don't do it." But, like, when she's going off to college, I mean, I was an absolute train wreck when I was that age. And, like, I just needed somebody to be honest with me. But instead, I went balls to the wall and made a lot of really dumb fucking mistakes, you know? But look who you are now. Yeah, but that was through, like, fucking up pretty bad well okay so you're not telling all the stories on this podcast then. whoa <laughs> there's just some things that don't need to be out there but you know <laughs> like I mean I've never done anything horrible but like we've all treated somebody like shit or you know whatever like yeah yeah I do think at this point in my life yeah. I am starting to reflect back on some of the fuck ups that I've done and will I be honest with you know baby girl someday about those yeah i think i think when it comes to my mind i'll just kind of open up to her about it you know and, sure. and and let her know the truth because ultimately i do think the truth sets you free and and if she is to get curious about some things and i can go ahead and mark some off the list then so be it yeah i think i will i think i'll just be honest with her i don't know that it enables a human being to be aware of what can be. Yeah. But, um, you know, we do have that free, that free will, that choice. And we do have to eventually let our daughters go. I think that's what, that's my, what I'm saying. My like, parents did really well at being like, you know, I, at this point, I trust you. I trust you to follow what you need to. And, and they did. They let me go. My, and I wouldn't be in Lexington, Kentucky right now if... Or Richmond. I'm actually in Richmond now. But, you know... <laughs> it, I, it doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah, matter. I mean, the Lexington is the away from home. I wouldn't yeah, yeah, be yeah. that if they didn't allow me to fly the nest. See, that's the funny thing about that. I didn't give my parents that option. Like, they legit pulled in the driveway one day and I was, like, loading my car. And they were like, what are you doing? I was like, ah moving to Lexington and they were like when I was like today what (laughs) that's what I'm saying like I I was an asshole man like (laughs) (laughs) that's really all I can say about that like I just 
it's so weird to hear you. I, I've heard you a few times now say that, like, you're an asshole. And it's funny to me because of the stories that, like, in context, it, sure. it's funny. But, like, to know you also as a big softy, I don't see you being well, an it's, asshole. It's not that I can't have, it's not that I can't be gentle about things, but, like, I can also, like, if I want to do something, I'm you're gonna just gonna do, do it. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know, man. And and that's what I'm saying. Like, I just hope I prepare my daughter better than it's not that my parents did anything wrong. They did what they could with the tools they had, and I was a pretty big tool. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, like I I just hope for me that I do better for her than I did for myself. If you can get her a Honda Trail 70, <laughs> you will do good by her. Yeah. I had a Honda Trail that 70. That was my brother and I's first bike. The green one. That's man. what we had. That's dude. what we had. That's what I had. Yes. <laughs> yep. It, it was, was great, man. Dude, I loved that bike. We had That was so my much first fun. wreck. <laughs> Actually, my second wreck, my third wreck. Technically, we had a Honda 50 first. Um, but so two wrecks happened on that. One, I was on it, the throttle cable broke, and I was just balls to the wall heading towards a fence. And my dad came out and just like pushed me over. <laughs> <laughs> and then my brother wrecked it, and he's got a pretty burly scar on his ankle where the rear sprocket dug into his ankle and mm. like the bolt like was just digging in. Um, so that was pretty much it for that um, <laughs> bike. <laughs> Mom was like, this thing has caused enough damage. But then we got the 70. But yeah, man. I love that 70, man. Dude, that, those dude, things are so expensive now. They are. They're I was going to say the I value been, of those things have gone incredibly up. I have been looking and looking and looking, and it's just like they're so expensive now. Lance got one. He paid $700 doesn't for run. one that doesn't even run. Yeah. And I'm talking like it's okay. It's in okay condition. It's yeah. not off. Oh, fuck. I had a cell phone on. Sorry. <laughs> You're fine, dude. <laughs> Sorry, podcast <laughs> listeners. So, um, another thing. I think my family's been drinking a little too much tequila. Perfect. Tell them to come over. Um, <laughs> another thing that you and I had kind of discussed was your, was it Spain? Yes. Yes. All right, so <laughs> mostly Spain, mostly Spain. So when when was this? I had moved out of mom and dad's house actually pretty late. I think it was eighteen, and so two thousand nine is when I decided one day with a really good buddy of mine that you know, hey, let's let's just go to Europe, one way ticket. Let's see what happens. We're going to find it. We're going to find the way. We're going to... I was 20. 20. Okay. 21. No, I was 21. I was 21. I mean, that's a ballsy move, man. It is. I mean, and I was kind of scared to tell mom and dad, you know, even then at that age, I wasn't like, fuck you, I'm moving well, out to like, Lexington like you were. I was... I kind of went in and I, I had already bought the plane ticket. So I was like... man. You're going around the world like I went three hours away like, well anyway Europe hey I'm going I'm doing it one way ticket don't know when I'm coming back <laughs> so I guess that is a little different um when you got there did you have any plan as to what you were going to did you have any shit lined out that's what's funny is no no, so I remember our first night, we were actually just roaming the streets. And what uh, city were you in? Barcelona. Okay. Uh, so we flew into Barcelona, and we were kind of roaming the streets till we found uh, a hostel. You know, like they, they had talked over in the States, you know, at the time. Like there was yeah. these really cheap places to stay overnight, like a hostel. We, 
you know, we started reading that online and shit. So we're like, yeah, we can find one of those. Uh, we got there pretty late. Um, it was, I don't know, 10 o'clock at night. So we were kind of just roaming the streets. Didn't know. No, we had no plan whatsoever. Did, did either one of you speak the language? No. <laughs> no, language barrier is huge uh, in this time. But luckily, we kept running into English folk. So, okay. so we got on helpx.net. It was like one of those like pretty small but connect you to like a place that you can go help at in exchange for room and board. Okay, I think I've heard of some other friends doing this. It's kind of like wolfing or... Uh, I mean, it's couch surfing, but you have to work. Yeah, couch yeah, surfing yeah, was yeah. kind of like you didn't have to do anything. You just crash a couch. That, that was me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we did that too in Barcelona. Okay. Uh, but the first place we stayed was just outside of Barcelona with uh, an English mom and her two sons. And they were wild dudes. We show up after uh, two days of like basically being lost and trying to find this place. Um, what did you do for two days? Dude, we just roamed. Like, there was... Sleeping on trains and shit, or...? Um, we slept in the hostel. We actually found a hostel oh, yeah, the yeah, first yeah. night. Um, and then that second that second day... And, and this is, like, pre-cell phones. This is, like, pre-Google yeah, yeah. you know Google Maps and shit. Yep. We have none of that. I didn't have a cell phone so while I was over there. Like, were you, like, going to, like, cafes and just, like, using a laptop, or...? Yeah, so Wi-Fi, as they called it. You're looking for Wi-Fi, and you're going to like, oh, wow, there actually is a Starbucks. Okay, maybe they have Wi-Fi, you know, <laughs> and, and we're going in and asking for that. McDonald's was our was a clutch one in Barcelona. So, yeah, we went there, and that's how we connected to places. Okay, okay. So, hanging out in Spain, how long did you end up being there? Two and a half months. Two and a half months. And so what were some of the jobs that you did? <laughs> we, uh, at the first place we came to, uh, the first day she asked us to move these boulders. <laughs> okay. And like Spain's a desert. Yeah. Right. Basically. There's yeah. not much out there where, sure. where this lady lived outside of Barcelona. And she's just like, yeah, move these boulders from this place to this place. <laughs> And so she let you crash after you moved these giant ass She rocks. let me puke all over her camper, bro, because her son's got me wild drunk. You know I'm tackling these strangers, like, getting rowdy, pissing the guy off that I'm traveling with. For those of you guys that don't know, sometimes Kyle can get a little rambunctious. I mean, you, uh, <laughs> I hate to bring it up. But you burst Juicy's eardrum by smacking him. So, <laughs> like, that's, I mean, I guess that's probably not the best story to tell. He had it coming to himself. He smacked me first. He did smack you first. But you did cup your hand and hit him directly in the ear. That's not the story we should be talking about. That's a sad story of a musician's ear. <laughs> The same place, Patch and Pub, yep. you and I. <laughs> Patch and Pub is dangerous. It, it is. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. Yeah, I'm glad I've moved away All right, from so back to Spain. Back to Spain. Okay, yeah, back to Spain. Uh, so you were there two months. You moved these boulders. You did all this wild shit. Oh, she had me... Uh, she wanted a tree planted. So I'm like trying to shovel into the dirt, and it's so hard. I mean, I'm like hitting rock... Four inches in, I'm not even kidding you, four inches in, I'm hitting rock. So she tells me to pull out a jackhammer. <laughs> she pulls out a jackhammer and says, use the dig, dig, digger dig, and dig, dig, dig me a tree. <laughs> I'm like, what? That's ridiculous. Man. It was. Um, so I know some fucked up things happened towards the end of your stay there. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it was pretty good, though, right? I it was mean, like it was pretty chill. Yeah, um, stayed with a uh, gay parrot farmer while I was over there. The worst part of that was that a fox tore off one of the parrot's legs one night. How many parrots? I'm talking like twenty parrots, and there was pairs of parrots. Okay. Okay. 
and so, and had great like apiary made of concrete and stuff. It was legit. He sold parrots for like sixteen hundred dollars a pop or euros, I guess. But okay, so he's he was selling them as pets. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he was so, kind of like a breeder, I guess. Okay, so what did you do there? I tore apart pallets for room and board in this like 17th century castle that he lived in alone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what what were the pallets from? I don't know. Okay. Well, but so. that was my only task, and I got... You know, free room Was and board. Was your buddy still with you, or did he come back? No, no. See, yeah, he peaced out. He was actually dating Nikki, my wife, at the time. And he got, like, lovesick, homesick, and bounced on me a few weeks in, a month in, and came home to her. Okay. Well, of course, that broke up, and now I'm with her, <laughs> and I'm married to her, but... I didn't know that. It was a pretty wild Euro trip. That sounds like it, man. Um, <laughs> wait. So he was dating Nikki. Mm-hmm. Okay. I never knew that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was my best friend at the time, man. And we were um, we were wild. He was a Gemini along with me. He was, the, he was the cusp of a cancer, but he was a Gemini, and he was wild. But we really, like... We meshed together well. We had people dancing everywhere we went. Like we were on subways and we were sharing music through because we wanted to carry light, right? Well, so you, we'd like take an iPad or yeah, iPod rather. We sure. didn't have iPads back then. iPod and we'd have a splitter and we'd be listening to the music and like jamming to it. And I remember this one time on on the subway, like we had uh, two girls switch us music and we started listening to their music while they listened to like I think it was like Matt and Kim do you remember Matt and Kim it was no. it was a weird like ba local band okay. uh, that yeah so anyway uh, everywhere we went and like we went into Italy um, and and couch surfed over there and had the girls in a dance party the first night we were just like very charismatic even though we were like bumming a hundred percent off of these people, and they were like kind of slightly annoyed yeah, by us. Yeah, but that's kind of when, like, I know for me, that's kind of like when I developed that. Like, you had to become charming because you kind of needed a place to sleep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. For a month. Yeah. Well, that might have been a little longer than I was searching for, but yeah. Yeah. Well, it, we actually stayed in Milan for a month. Okay. Uh, okay. And and yeah, we really just bummed it out the whole time. That's hilarious, man. That's <laughs> hilarious. So, for you, what was like? What did you take away from, like, I know what I took away from my time out on my own, trying to figure shit out without any plan, any money. Like, what did you gain from that? All right, so, you know, when we had, when we had talked about me, you know, joining you in conversation, uh, I had immediately thought, is it that bad? Your stories are so epic. Yeah, my Euro trip's pretty epic. And I can't tell it all right now, but the worst, like, well, in the eyes of others, in an outside perspective, the worst part of it was that in the end, my stuff got stolen. So I'll tell that story. Let me okay. tell let me tell that story cuz that's that's pretty pivotal. So, two and a half months later, uh, I fly across the pond, got, had all these experiences. I'm deciding to come home and I get a plane ticket. So I leave the gay parrot breeder's house <laughs> and I'm like, "All right, time to go home and uh I have a plane ticket. Let's go into Barcelona that night. I've got a little bit of cash on me and everything's on my back. I'm flying out the next day. Well, 
I'm like, dude, I kind of want to, kind of want to smoke a little bit. Like I've not had any weed while I'm over here. I kind of want to just want to go out with a bang. So I go to this like skate park that I remember seeing in Barcelona at like 10 p.m. There's and like a really famous set of like benches in Barcelona that people skate. Was it like something like that? Or? Dude, I think it might have been. Okay. Because this place it's been was, in a lot of skate videos. This place was legit. Okay. I had no idea that okay. that was the case. I'm not a huge skater, but uh, <laughs> it did seem like that kind of place. And there was these Middle Eastern men walking around with uh, like, like grocery bags with six packs. But I could tell that they weren't selling beer okay you know nobody was actually going to them for beer Beer, yeah so i'm like oh this is my this is my spot well i go up to one and he's like yeah yeah come down this alleyway and um already sketchy as i'm sketched <laughs> and i'm like no never mind yeah and some dude from poland gives me a bag so i'm like i'm gonna go smoke this in the most obvious spot so Laramblas, where that van not too long ago like Oh, three, yeah, four yeah, years yeah. ago, yeah, I had yeah. run straight through. Probably would have taken me out where I was rolling my joint, my first joint in Barcelona. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And these two guys came and talked to me from my left while my bag's left from my right. Yeah. And so I'm alone, strange city, supposed to fly home, but my airplane tickets just got stolen, my laptop, my passport, my credit cards, everything, Fuck. my journal everything had gotten stolen from me and i freak out i grab the dudes that were talking to me and distracted me and i'm like dude don't you fucking move <laughs> and i saw the police from you know a little bit 30 yards away and i ran to them and i'm like you got to check all these punks down this bench from me it was like a 12 foot bench and they're all like 17 18 year olds yeah and they're like uh I don't know. They get they get searched. I busted a couple. I think they had some like hash on them or something. Some weak ass hash. Did you just toss your weed? Dude. Oh, so I hit it. <laughs> I hit it under the bench when I figured out what had happened. By the time they had searched all these punks on the bench. Yeah, that shit was gone. It was gone. Yeah. Quickly. Yeah. Like, I guess there's many eyes on you over there. Sure, sure. So that night I'm just left like going to the police department, following a report. I don't have anywhere to stay. Did they um, let you stay there? No. Oh, okay. No, it was a pretty small police department. Okay. And yeah, so I'm kind of like roaming the streets. Have I told you this story before? You did, like a lot. I mean, we've known each other for like six years now. Yeah. And it was basically back when I first met you. So it's been a while. It's been a long time. What happens next is I'm like, I've really got to find a place to stay so I can get a temporary ID to buy some plane tickets back home. So I go to the bus station and the bus station is closing at midnight and I'm like five minutes in, already like settled in, locked my backpack against the thing. So I lost my satchel, but not my backpack. All I had left was my clothes, uh, sleeping bag and a book. And uh, so all the important things had left. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't want to lose that too. So I hook <laughs> it to the bench and I'm like, let's let's just hunker down for the night. Five minutes in, ding dong, ding dong, bus station's closing. Oh, fuck. Well, this guy comes walking down the tunnel and he's like talking to me in Spanish. And I'm like, I don't know what the hell he's saying. <laughs> but he kind of motions like, do you need a, you know, are you okay? You need a place to stay? You need to go? yeah, yeah snooze you know I'm like uh okay yeah sure let's do it so we hop on the back of this guy's moped and he started zipping around barcelona streets got me like wavering on the back of his moped so i hold on to his sides real quick and he like rubs my hand and that's my first clue like oh no man well we go back to his place and he starts coming on to me he like tries to slip his hands under the covers and stuff and i'm like man this sucks like no i'm out of here i'm not yeah. about this I'm going to go find somewhere else to stay. But then I'm really lost because he like zipped me really good back some out, you know, some places I don't know. Sure. Yeah, and I'm yeah. supposed to find the embassy the next day. <laughs> How? With nothing. No computer. No, no computer. Nothing. No phones. No maps. No. Uh, what is it? Uh, what's the Google thing where you can like 
have somebody speak into it and it tells you what they're saying in English. No translate. Yeah, Google Translate. Yeah, no, nothing like that, man. Fuck, man. That's like, like I've been in some shit spots, but that's pretty fucking bad. (laughs) It was weird. It was a weird place to be. I was definitely out of my mind. So how did you get back? Well, let me continue with that. I found a park bench and I started talking to the moon (laughs) so that people would think I was crazy and would leave me alone that night. Yeah. And I, I think I got a couple hours of shut eye. I had a tiny little map from the police department about where the embassy was. So I'd have like figured that out, how to take the subway there. I somehow did that. The only picture I have, you asked if I had pictures from Europe. So my cameras and shit, oh, I, yeah, I have right. zero pictures. <laughs> All of my, oh, not just that, but like the, the film camera that I took, I never put film in it. <laughs> that was the camera that I brought back and it never had film in it. That's hilarious. My digital camera got stolen. So I don't have any pictures, but I did end up finding the embassy and then, uh, I got to make a f- very expensive phone call to my mom and dad. That thank God they accepted the so tolls. So it's like a collect call from Europe. <laughs> I bet they were just like sixteen dollars a a minute. Oh Jesus! So mom, dad, I'm in Europe. I need help. Oh yeah, freaked them out, bro. They were like, "What? Oh, that sucks, man. That sucks so bad." But it's all worked out for you. I mean, honestly, that night that I was on the park bench, pretty much at like the lowest point yeah. of the evening, you know, you're like, I'm so tired from all of this, but I I don't know. It was, I, I remember looking at the moon and thinking like, this is a great experience. I don't know, there was something about being that low that made me feel like I'm being sharpened. I never had the foresight for shit like that. I was, <laughs> I was just always like, fuck, this sucks. And then I would like mope about it for a little bit. And mm. then like a few years down the road, I'd be like, man, that was, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, uh, that's one of the rare moments. Dude, I get, I, get, low. I get so caught in the moment that I'm just like, I will fucking destroy this place <laughs> with my rage. Uh, yeah, man. That's fucking awesome, though. Um, shit, man. We've just done an hour. We've done an hour? Okay. <laughs> I've literally never done anything longer than like 25 minutes. I know, <laughs> dude. I, I kind of figured this was going on a while. I but don't care, man. You hey, got, I mean, hopefully we, the people we, enjoy. we still got a little bit of time left. We do. Okay. All right. Uh, Man, I need to take a pee break first. I do too. Okay, perfect. I almost pissed my pants. (laughs) And I also want to say, thank God your house is not like every other house that I've ever been to. Like your daughter's trying to sleep and I was like trying to be so quiet. Have you ever noticed, like, when you go to somebody's house and you're feeling for the light switch of a place that you've never been, the first one you always flip is always the fucking fan. It's like, <laughs> and, like, your house is not, so thanks for that. <laughs> but um, we don't have a, a whole lot of time, but I kind of wanted to just get back just so we could kind of make this a little cleaner. But, dude, this has been awesome. Stellar. Yeah, man. It, one, it's really good to hang out with you. Like, it's been too fucking long. Um, Amen so to that. That's really good. And also, this has been really fun. Mm-hmm. Very much enjoyed. And I'm glad that we did it. And I'm looking forward to definitely doing more like this so good good um yeah man i've been listening to you know since the beginning yeah no, is it that bad and i i fell in love with the first episode <laughs> like it really really uh, put me in my element and i appreciate that man. yeah you, you're doing good man i know people are probably like this doofus is talking about 
farting and getting drunk again. Like, <laughs> but you know, you do what you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, man, I really do appreciate. It. Is there anything else that you wanted? Uh... Oh, dude, you and I could sit here forever. And well, talk. I know we could, but like, eventually, my computer like meh, 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 too much. Right, and nobody really has an hour to like sit here and listen to us ramble so <laughs> about nothing. We could just turn it off and then do that. <laughs> That's true. That's, That's fine. True. No, man, like I said, I really do appreciate it. It was fucking rad. So um, we are just going to end this, I guess. Yeah, thanks for having me on, man. I really yeah, appreciate it. No worries, dude. Anytime. Um, so we'll try and put something on Instagram. I know I've definitely got I some have pictures. one picture. <laughs> one picture for you. I know I definitely have just some pictures of you so people can at least get a grasp for uh what we're doing here but um once again thank you for listening as always is it that bad podcast dot com at gmail dot com <laughs> so it's double dot com uh, <laughs> y'all hey man i fucked shit up all right <laughs> yeah. all right thanks for listening